0: what's up yo thanks for tuning in asian Bitches down under the podcast all about sharing information and perspectives from the asian diaspora point of view in society and culture we encourage you to subscribe to our show by apple google or spotify or any podcast platform of your choice and we welcome our listeners to support our show by sending us comments give us review and share our podcast with your fellow podcast lovers make sure you check out the episode show notes Any collaborations we are working with to promote. Thanks again, and we hope you'll enjoy today's show.
1: Hey, y'all. This is 2022, and you're listening to Asian Bitches Down Under. I'm Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And guys, it's a new year, a new... New you, new me. What a new one! We're the same people. We're the same people. Uh, Just when I write in my diary now, I have to put twenty two instead of twenty one. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's quite discombobulating in the sense that I still feel like in my head twenty twenty was just last year. Like, yeah, I I feel like I haven't really ever sunk into twenty twenty one, and then it's gone. Yeah, it's yeah. now totally gone. Yeah. And, and now with, you know, we're in New South Wales where the case numbers are, you know, exponentially rising <laughs> by the day. I don't even know what it is now. Like yesterday it was like more than 35,000. Today 38,000. Like, oh my think. God, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah. I didn't need to know that. So this is how I deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I just um, try and forego all social media um, and anything I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Such a privilege for myself right now, I understand, obviously. Um a lot of people out there are not having uh, that luxury. But um yeah, Helen, how's the new year been going for you? It's now the seventh seventh day I believe. It's exactly yeah, a week the into twenty twenty two. Um what would you first like to tell our listeners? Okay, so uh
0: I have just got my boosters this morning. Uh, the third dose of oh. Pfizer at our, not so much a local yeah. hospital. I was going to go to Gosford Hospital, which is closer to our place, but they don't have any mm. appointments until next week. And I really want to get it as soon as possible. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I found appointments available at Wyom Hospital, which is about almost another 30 minutes drive for me. So it's a bit of distance. Oh, okay. And I'm yep. always. Um, very anxious to go to the hospital. I don't like going to the hospital. Firstly, because, you know, you associate with sickness and, you know, injuries yeah, in hospitals. Yeah, and I had, <laughs> I've gone to emergencies a couple of times, so I don't like going to the hospital. And secondly, I always get lost in the hospital.
1: <laughs> I don't, oh, do I, don't you? know about, I didn't know
0: this about you. Yeah. I have a very set, bad sense of directions when I go to the hospital because every corner, every corridor looks the same looks to me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and even so though they, yeah. so they have the signs, that they're not very clear, so I've already right. have a prior anxiety of going to the hospital, and then going to a hospital that I had never been before is just like double the amount of anxiety, because anxiety. I don't know yeah, where yeah. to park or where to drive through or things like yeah. that. Anyway, um, I was lucky enough, um, it wasn't a very big hospital, so I found my way around quite easily. And they have very clear signs outside saying that, oh, this is a COVID clinic. You come and get your vaccination here. Mm-hmm. And they had security guards outside mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm. like directing. And there's a lot of elderly mm. people as well. They, maybe they can't see it properly. So they were just directing yeah. people to go into the vaccination clinic. So I went through yeah. two, set of, two sets of uh, nurses before I had my, the booster. They were checking uh-huh. my ID, uh, making sure that I'm the actual person. And I forgot my Medicare yep. card, but they said, oh, that's okay. You know, just tell us our name, oh, okay. your, your date of birth, and, and we'll mm-hmm. let you in. And they gave me a green sticker saying that you're... Yeah, uh, they just checked through, like, asking your sim- if you have any symptoms or you're okay. I just yeah. told the nurse I'm just a little bit uh, nervous um, because I've yeah. never been here before. And they're so nice. Most nurses yeah. I've met are so nice to the point I know, that I, I will cry for them yeah they're so nice and they were just telling me that oh yeah, yeah it's okay you know and one of the nurse told me i just had my boosters yesterday look at me i'm all good <laughs> it's just so
1: cheerful yeah 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 yeah. i know it definitely takes a certain type of constitution yes uh to be yeah. a nurse or someone to work in the hospital and it ain't yeah like that personality maybe. is just so good yeah, yeah i know
0: i know yeah so yeah. I had my shot and then wait for 15 minutes and I left the place. Um, I left the hospital. Um, I had to walk like at least, I don't know, five minutes in the building to get yeah. out of the hospital. Cause, like, I, oh. I, the yeah. nurse told me the way, but I was still mm. very anxious of making the wrong turn. Because if you wow. make the wrong turn, you have I have no idea where I end up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah
0: yeah so that's my experience this morning and apart from yeah. that i think the holiday yeah we, we both have a um, holiday
1: things yes. to talk about uh-huh. so um i my partner and i went to uru. we actually managed to escape the the state which was like <laughs> unbearably kind of like anxiety ridden because basically um we went to uru mm-hmm. uh, for a few days over the new year and um there were a lot of regulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to do a lot of different procedures at the airport when we landed. Um, we had to do a rapid antigen test, ROT, yep. every day while we were there mm-hmm. and take pictures of the proof that we were negative. Mm. Um, it was just so much kind of regulations um, and it kind of felt kind of... And, and also because there was co- it's COVID days, the resort that we were staying in, there's only one resort really you can stay in, in around Uluru. Uh, it was quite empty. Oh, it was really? quite empty. Yeah, okay. so there weren't many people there. Um, so we had the place. There were people there. I wouldn't say we had the place entirely to ourselves, but mm-hmm. um, our flight to Uluru was quite empty. There were about maybe like thirty people there in oh, a huge okay. jumbo jet. Uh-huh. Um, but but Uluru, for those of you who have not been, obviously those everywhere around the world know it's like the big rock in the middle of Australia. Um, It's quite stunning. It's quite magical. Um, I, myself and Andrew, were both... I won't speak for him, but I was much more captivated by Katajuda, which is the um, rock formations kind of 50 kilometres away from Uluru. And I, for for one, find that to be so much more dramatic and beautiful because it's not kind of as aesthetically kind of um, symmetrical and... Conventionally hey. pretty, I suppose. I, I as get, Peru. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Obviously, no. It's an incredibly sacred site for the Indigenous First Nations uh, people there. Yeah, it um, it was magical. Katajuta was way just like kind of. It felt like I was in a different kind of on a different planet. Oh, wow. and also all the times we were there. To do the hikes. There are hikes around the Katajuda and Edrog There were nobody there. Like the day we went to Katajuda, there was absolutely no one around. Uh-huh. I love and that. It was also given, it also, it was like 41 degrees. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's we were a bit insane to hot. do that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was just so stunning, very beautiful. Um, if you are going to go, the only advice I would give is go definitely in winter. Do not go in summer. Oh, it's just yeah. too hot. It's uh-huh. way too hot. Did you manage to do anything that's like. I thought there was, like,
0: activities, like, stargazing at night. Yeah, um, guys- so my
1: favourite thing of all that we did was the Astro Tour. Uh-huh. And that was when uh, a guy took us towards, like, a- this outback area near the resort. And we peered through the telescope and he we looked at the stars. Mm-hmm. And he used this, like, laser beam to identify the constellations. Oh, okay. That was fucking mind-blowing. Uh-huh. That was out of this world. Oh. I was, like, absolutely... Just, like, mind-blowing. Like, you know when you're an adult, there's not many things that blow your mind. Could
0: excite you, yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um that really honestly was like a mind-blowing experience <laughs> oh I'm so envy
0: now I think my kids will enjoy we'll have, that my, yeah, yeah, but
1: have you been Helen have no been I haven't Uluru? been yeah oh okay
0: I think my youngest would love to go to Woolaroo because she loves oh, yeah. geology things and yeah also, science yeah science
1: yeah yeah and we took these tours like there were free tours given by the resort by mm-hmm. people who work there like um, bush tucker tours and oh that's um, so nice kind of um, dreamtime story tours and like there was a Uh, there was also a didgeridoo workshop which we Uh didn't attend but literally there was like nobody about and so andrew and i were like sitting in the back um just because it was an open space it was in the open Mm -hmm. space Uh um and there was this like guy who was just like so intensely giving people sort of like a very 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 um comprehensive Mm-hmm. introduction into the did do and i was just like jesus this like they're all so passionate yeah they're all so lovely mm-hmm. and it's yeah it's just like their enthusiasm is just so like it's uplifting it's mm-hmm. really uplifting it's like i i gather it's the same feeling you got from the nurses this morning yeah at hospital just like people who i i suspect don't have the most well-paid jobs mm-hmm. um they're not respected in the way that say like a barrister or a judge is respected you know Um, but they, but their personality and their fortitude is just so like, this is what makes the world a great place, you know, Yeah. often. And I also Mm -hmm. think there's a correlation between, um, like, oh no, I shouldn't say this. I was going to say the higher paid you are, the more assholey you are, but it's not necessarily (laughs) true. Obviously. I know a lot of rich people who are actually very nice. I also want to say, yeah, one should not obviously be measured by, you know, um, how much you get paid. That's not how you should one should be valued.
0: hmm Exactly. Um, but it's just
1: yeah, it was so nice. Like there was just there was this one shout out to this to a guy called Natalie who was just like so nice. I just love nice people. uh
0: uh-huh.
1: You know? Nice people who laugh at themselves and always smile.
0: Mhm. It's good to know because you will feel that you get the sense that they're really enjoying what they're doing and they're really yeah, exactly. knowledgeable and they really yeah. want to be there rather than mm. sometimes you encounter people. I think across the board for tourism, I haven't met anyone that's maybe one or two, but usually it will be yeah. like the bus drivers. <laughs> but most oh, of the okay. time, um, the tour guides or the guides for certain events, they're so amazing. Like they want to be there. You can tell that they yeah, want exactly. to be there, and they're so yeah. passionate about you know just sharing their knowledge,s and really want to promote what they're doing. And it's amazing hearing from you now, saying um, talking about your trip to Uluru about the guides, because they've been quite hit particularly hard the tourism industries. Oh, exactly. Even with Absolutely. Now, yeah. Especially in NT. Yeah, especially in mm,
1: yeah, and they the NT, definitely. they were so lovely. They they just kept saying, "We're just so glad that there are people coming back. We're really glad you're here." Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. were just like, "Oh, we've been so bored doing nothing for months and months. Like whole True. whole of last year, they didn't have anything. You know, nobody came." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was really great that the NT border border opened and that they changed their rules um, mm. because you know, right before Christmas, we had to we thought we had to cancel our trip because yeah you were still set, on limbo you know, um, yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah it was tremendous and I just like we were only there for three days um mm-hmm. but it was very special
0: yeah. great yeah. wonderful
1: while we were there mm-hmm. we watched a movie that something that Helen and I want to both talk about now um we watched Encanto <laughs> should we jump into that first or do you yeah, want me to talk it. about
0: my trip and then we'll jump into
1: Encanto Oh, uh, yeah, talk about your trip. Where did you yeah. go? Yeah, um, so like yes,
0: we were in a limbo of whether or not that we should commit to do the um, road trip to Maji. Um, my family booked a place which is quite novel and really <laughs> interesting. It's actually like a train carriage um, that was used in 1924 for to promote turango zoo so the exterior is painted into the patterns like a giraffe so um essentially that the cat the Airbnb we stay at was called uh is called the giraffe mm. and it's converted the host converted the interior into uh, accommodating um, bedrooms kitchen and lounge so it's almost like a service apartment there's two bedrooms there were there's two bedrooms and there's you know lounge area and a small kitchen and a huge lovely outdoor space for our dogs and also we picked this place because it's uh, pet friendly we didn't know whether or not we want to go because just you know around christmas time and just after we had our christmas the cases were just spiking almost like double daily um Mm. But then my husband said that, oh, let's just go because we'll be in somewhere that's very isolated. We'll be outdoor most of the time. We we won't see anyone. And if we don't go now, who knows what's going to (laughs) happen in the next few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Also, he hasn't had a huge um, holiday for a very long time, so he really wanted to take the break as well. Yeah. So we went, and Mudgee is such a lovely place. It's a lovely little town. And you've been there earlier last year, didn't you? Yes, with my favourite people in the world,
1: (laughs) Billy and Kyle. (laughs) Shout out to Billy and Kyle.
0: Yeah, and we are not like we like to go to the wineries and not because yeah. we love to drink a lot but we just like to talk to the people who produce the wine and we were lucky enough that we got to go to like two or three wineries and people like they are who um introduced their wine it's like the what you talked about about the guy the tour guys at uh Woolaroo they were so passionate about their products and they were really happy to introduce the products and they would you know we stay there for at least half an hour for each winery compared to i think they're not as commercialized as the one that's near our place which is hunter valley hunter valley is very touristy yeah and they sometimes you see like people just go through very quickly you know the turn round table Mm. the the, the rate of turnaround mm. is very fast but whereas uh, yeah. the wineries at Mudgy they are really knowledgeable and they like to just sit down and talk to you about what they did and I think mm. th- at this time people just want to talk to someone outside of yeah, their exactly. own social circles yeah, yeah. and
1: yeah. you just want to get back to your job uh, yeah you know, that's right this. exactly yeah. I mean I've had like a few weeks like two weeks of break now and I'm like okay I'm ready to go back <laughs> to work now Even though I'm having actually another week of, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I've got other projects on on the line. But yeah, yeah, no, Mm. I understand.
0: Yeah, so Maji was really nice. I think it's still a very white place. There are um, Because, of course, it's uh, still a holiday period. There's a lot of Asian tourists. I mean, I'm a tourist myself, but I've seen a lot of young people. A lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of Chinese actually. Yeah, I, I can list. Yeah. I can hear people speaking Chinese in the park. And yeah. what's, what, what was so funny was that there was one evening that my son and myself went out for to walk the dogs around the town because our Airbnb is about ten minutes drive mm-hmm. from the town. So we drove into the town. We were planning mm. to just walk the dogs around, and then we'll get some takeaways mm-hmm. for dinner. <laughs> we mm-hmm. came across mm-hmm. to this park. There were mm. four. Uh, there were four Chinese, uh, like middle-aged people, like uh, around our parents' mm. age, and they were having yeah, hot yeah. pot <laughs> in, in the, the middle park. Of the park. In the park, they had their own oh stove. My and their oh my <laughs> god! I so fucking Chinese. love Chinese,
1: We're fucking awesome. We <laughs> were just having hot we, pot. We are the bomb. <laughs> yeah, like seven thirty.
0: It was still yeah. around like mid-30s degrees and they were having yeah, hot yeah. pot. That is so adorable. And can, really, you can really hear them speaking so loud, but there were no
1: one. Yeah. There were literally no yeah. one. It's
0: so quite quite empty as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's
1: nice. That's so I want to be 65 and making hot pot at a park <laughs> the at park <laughs> with my friends. That is nice. You can just see them dunking yeah. the meat. And complaining yeah, yeah, yeah. how hot and humid the yeah. weather is and still eating hot yeah, pot. And then, yeah, and then eating <laughs> hot pot. Oh, my God, I fucking love Asians. Um, when I was there with Billy and Kyle, um, we kind of... When we were driving towards machi hmm. and every little small town we stopped at, we were like, white, white, white. Obviously, in yeah, you know, rural yeah, Australia, it was very white. Mm-hmm. But what was really funny was that the, um, when we drove into Mudgy, we were like okay let's count how many non-white people we see oh okay yeah yeah and then literally i we stepped we parked in Mudgy at like in front of the uh like a shop mm-hmm. on the main strip and then i came out and the first person i saw was an asian man <laughs> <laughs> you got the jackpot <laughs> yeah i was like oh okay so guess it's not as white as i thought <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: um, so do we want to talk about the movie? Let's
1: move on to cultural consumption. Yes. Okay, yeah, we've got, I've got a few amazing gems I want to talk about. Um, a couple of things both Helen and I have consumed. Um, let's start with Encanto. Mm-hmm. It's the movie um, that came out, I think, towards the end of last year. Yeah, it's beginning of Pix- December. Disney, Pixar, yeah. something like that. I think it yeah. is Pixar, yeah. Yeah, the music is by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Um, you know, the famous dude who's done, like, basically. Hamilton, Ma- Hamilton um, uh, in the that? Heights. Wait, in the Heights.
0: Um, Frozen,
1: obviously. Did he do
0: Frozen? I thought he did Moana. I'm not quite sure if he oh, did Frozen, oh, okay. but oh, he yeah, did Moana. Yeah, he did all those, yeah. And also yeah. the one, uh, who, what did we just watch last year? Um, the one with Andrew Garfield. Oh, but, Coco. Oh, I think did, he did, oh, I, I think oh, he did oh, Coco, Pun. Yeah, he did, he did yeah, 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 the music yeah, for Pun as well. How yeah, can I forget that movie?
1: That was great. Yeah. anyway Encanto um, yeah uh, so it's about a Colombian family who have special powers mm. and this miracle thing and the, at the star at the front of the movie at the centre of the movie is this girl called Mirabella Mirabelle? Mirabelle? Mirabella um, yeah. yeah who doesn't have a gift for some weird reason and the whole movie is her grandmother, who's a bitch, um, her. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I spent the whole movie just, like, telling Andrew, I fucking hate this grandma. She's so mean. Mm-hmm. She's so mean. But, you know, at the end, you know. they made up. Disney movie. Yeah, yeah they're made up. Um. I just want to ask Helen, what was your favorite song? Uh, my
0: favorite song has to be the eldest daughter, Louise, uh, when she. Louisa. Was, yeah, Louisa. When she the, the one with the super, like super strength, super the muscle strength, one. Yep. Yeah, when she was seeing how much pressure she's out under. Yeah, to yeah that's Kevin's favorite as well. Meet the expectations. I think. Oh my god! When I listen to that, um, I think this movie has surpassed Helen's my gripe. <laughs> My crying standard than oh, yes, yes. um,
1: oh Inside Out.
0: You know that Inside oh. Out has always been my like my top, like sobbing movie. movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah because
0: right. I can't go beyond not crying every time. Even as you know, like I watched like twenty thousand times of the clip of Bim Bong dying, I still cry. <laughs> Cry the scene where Bimbon dies. You know he disappears yeah. and say that yeah. take care of variety for me, something like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: Louise, uh, the song of Louisa surpassed um, that step. Really? Yeah. That point, honestly, oh. I think um, one thing is because the lyrics really resonated with me, and yeah, also our you. brother Kevin yeah. as well. I think because growing up in the immigrant family, we had so much expectations, and we get mixed feelings about expectations from our family and also the society and also our own environment, our own social environment, yeah. our friends, our peers. Um, so there's a lot of it it's just the pressure that you grow up with and those are quite invisible and sometimes you just burden yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What do you think?
1: Oh yeah, um I I, I um I, I really enjoyed the funness of this movie. Like it's yeah. very fun. Especially the first opening, you know, um X ex- Exposition, exposition. Uh-huh. Certainly the exposition of the yeah. movie, Mirabella's f- opening song, was really catchy, um, but obviously it got to a point where it was a bit too much. Like, yeah. there was so much information to take in. Like, you learn in the first song that um, one of her sisters is um, has super strength, one of her cousins is, like, a shapeshifter, another one has, like, super power hearing. She can mm-hmm. hear anything from miles yeah. away. Um, her other sisters like perfect in every way, perfect in quotation marks and she can make flowers, which yeah. I feel like. Personally, is a very useless gift, <laughs> um, and then um, her mum can like um, make food that can cure any ailment. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know, realistically, like that would never happen. She's a the doctor of the house. Fucking should be, yeah, exploited somehow. Um, and what else? Oh yeah, another cu- another auntie who like has changes the weather with her according yeah, to her mood. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. he- I thought yeah. if Helen had that, um, it'll always be stormy. <laughs> Oh, rainy because Helen's always depressed and angry <laughs> that's when she's hanging with Patty and Jake the sun come be out be a bit sun yeah yeah but um, I also cried in this movie but um, <clears throat> only a little bit at the end and I forgot where I cried maybe when she made up with made up with the grandma that's grandma. when I cried yeah yeah but it, the movie doesn't really address specifically you know how every movie there's an enemy well this one mm. doesn't actually explicitly address the real enemy which is like the American border force, or Americans in general, <laughs> yes. or like just like yeah. you know, c- drug cartels, or uh, in- inter-tribal who's running the family you know. into refugees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the whole family was broken up because of some sort of political force, which is That's never right. really addressed. But you know, mm-hmm. it's a children's movie. I get that. Um, I did cry, like. Oh, my favourite, before I tell you my next animated me- uh, ne- ne- next animation we watched that also made me cry, my favourite song was um, We Don't Talk About Brew. Oh, bro. no, no, no. Yeah, it's yeah, so that's, good. Yeah. That's my it's so kid's favourite song as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so
0: catchy. Because he yeah. has characters that come out in the middle of the movie and you're wondering why um, this this character never really appeared from yeah, the beginning. exactly Because it presented so many characters at the very yeah. beginning. yeah And there's a, a, a very uh, mysterious character. And yeah. I just thought that, what? Like, when I was watching it, I kept thinking that, geez, this family is so fucked.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah and and also um what we have failed to mention is that um this movie is quite revolutionary in that um it is the first this is something Helen told me mm. it's the first Disney quote Disney princess um, of heroine who has glasses glasses and dark skin. I, cannot yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe that I cannot believe I know I didn't even I think about that
0: it's so well, it's so good to know that like, yeah I know. The, and also um this is something i picked up i don't know if any of our listeners who watch the movie has picked up as well mm. um the close-up shots of every characters especially the female characters they are not as i don't know if they did it intentionally or there's just something that they're moving towards that want to make it more realistically mm. i'm seeing that they the skins the skins yeah. of female characters they're not as perfect you can see spots wrinkles oh really oh. Uh, lines um mm. especially a grandmother was very I, I wouldn't say realistic but it was re- very well depicted as a yeah. um senior female in like a woman of color I, yeah I think,
1: yeah that's so good yeah it definitely made me want to go to Colombia, even though it did paint Colombia as this paradise. Like, in reality, <laughs> Colombia is, like, one of the most dangerous places on Earth. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I mean, it's not without its beauty, obviously, you know. I'm not dissing it at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would not ever... I, I wouldn't travel to Colombia by myself as a woman. Mm. <laughs> Unless I was following a friend.
0: Oh, Amy Schumer.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Did she get a pair of... Per- she she Peruguay, went to another one. why. Was it? Peru. Ecuador. Ecuador, Ecuador. Ecuador that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. so funny. But, yeah, the other movie I wanted to talk about, which is animation, and mm-hmm. it's like okay. I watched two animations in like under a span of five days, which is like Helen would know Very rare. It's extremely yeah. rare for me because You don't, you don't usually, like animation? Yeah, I usually don't like animation. Um, mm. But this one broke me so bad. Oh, my like, God. It, um, it was so good. You have to watch it. And I watched it – with um my cu- my um nephews and nieces Bruce Russell and Evie
0: uh-huh.
1: and um we were at um my brother's place the other day, and it was um, it was so, like basically it's called Back to the Outback. Oh and, okay. Yeah, it's a it, the movie posters you've probably seen around is like, kind of um a koala and a mm-hmm. snake and um, other reptiles. And is it's it an movie- Australian production? I think so. It's a f- okay. French... It's a Canadian-Australian production because I okay. saw at the end of the credits uh, Canada. Can, like, I saw a lot of French names, so I thought it was yeah. a French-Australian production, but uh-huh. then I saw, like, Canadian broadcasting had funded or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie is about... Basically, it's um, Nemo, but instead of Nemo, it's like a snake. Oh, Yeah, trying, and to, it, find. Yeah, trying to find his home. Uh-huh. And um, it kind of plays on Steve Irwin's kind of legacy...
0: Oh, um, so, okay. and, and it's very
1: realistic in that it depicts um, Taronga Zoo. So we start with the movie. We meet um, uh, the python. Like mm-hmm. she, The main star of the movie is this python called, um, oh, my God, I can't believe I've forgotten her is name. Is it a very Aussie name? <laughs> uh, no, um, I think it's Miranda. No, no, it's um, Maddie. Okay. Maddie. Yeah, Maddie. That's very Aussie. I feel yeah, like yeah, Maddie is very Aussie. Aussie white. Yeah. 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 So um, Maddie is just like a very venomous snake. Mm -hmm. And then um, she, we see that she is like part of a show where like a Steve Irwin like figure um, brings her to the crowd and Mm -hmm. she, um, it's her first time and she thinks, oh, everyone's going to love her like the way Mm -hmm. that everyone loves like the koala, koala's (laughs) name is Frank. But what ends up, oh yeah. But what ends up happening is um that everyone kind of despises her. Everyone like the the humans think she's scary because you know she's venomous. Mm. But um the movie humanizes her and her relationship with Aww. um like this uh, two other two or three other reptiles and this mm. uh, alligator. I mean crocodile. And um, it's kind of, it's, the the thing I love about this movie is not just that it humanizes, like, it's such a great stance. Like, I was talking to Andrew, who's a vegan, so, mm. like, it's such a vegan, sort of pro-vegan film, obviously, that it yeah. kind of makes you think of all animals are, like, there's kind of a hierarchy in animal kingdom. Like, yes. Um, you know, if we think about dogs, people own dogs, and they treat them like family, whereas, like, we eat pigs. Like, mm-hmm. what, where is the correlation in that? It just doesn't mm-hmm. seem contingent. You know, it doesn't seem correlative of your values. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, um, in the movie it kind of talks about how, uh, how we have luxism in the uh, animal world as well. Yes. You know, humans, mm-hmm. we love the look of c- cuddly teddy bears and yet we, like, flinch when we see a reptile or mm-hmm. we flinch when we see a spider. Yeah, there's but definitely what, that. Yeah, but what separates a spider and a koala? Nothing. Like, they, they still they're have creatures. minds and brains. Yeah. yeah, they're the same creatures, yeah. Um, and this this this, um, this movie so beautifully assesses this toxic um, tendency of luxism, mm-hmm. of, like, uh, the hierarchy that we have, um, you know, towards, like, fluffy, cuddly, aesthetically pleasing-looking creatures uh, uh, and the way in which we don't like or we fear these, like unquote like venomous creatures they are venomous but like they don't deliberately go out to kill humans mm-hmm. you know it's really about like finding your own family and i really like lost it
0: when Aww.
1: we we saw that bit and uh, uh. it was it was pretty heartening yeah
0: okay i'm gonna get my kids to watch that probably oh,
1: you have yeah. to watch it i would watch it with you it's so uh-huh. and the song in it um maddie's lullaby um and the by the way the music um and also tim uh Frank the koala is voiced by Tim Minchin, <gasps> who I know Helen I love him. Yeah. I know. I And, I, I, and I'm pretty love sure him. he wrote some of the music as well. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. The music in there, there's one song that's just absolutely to die for. It's called um, Maddie's Lullaby. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like the song that um, the snake, her mum, sung to her while she was still in her oh. egg. It's really uh-huh. sad, yeah, but um, thankfully the song's not too long because I don't have, uh-huh. like, like, really long interludes.
0: Yeah, I love um, Tim Minchin. It's he's yeah, a brilliant he's, dude he's so good yeah. like if our listener doesn't know him he's the creator for matilda the, Matuda, musical. the musical
1: yeah
0: yeah I, I i don't know i i can't say that i didn't cry <laughs> in that musical because i yeah. cried so much in that musical so yeah he's yeah. so good of writing songs and music yeah that will just pierce your heart yeah. I think,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, this movie is just beautiful and fabulous.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Back to the Outback. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll look it up and definitely watch it.
1: Okay, your turn. You've been seeing some drama. Yeah. Korean I, drama, I, Helen.
0: I started to watch The Silent Sea, otherwise known as The Sea of Tranquility. Apparently, that's actually the literal uh, translation title. And I'm going to try my best not to ruin the Korean name. gyo Yu Bada. Yeah. The Silence is on Netflix at the moment. We're up to episode three. I want to watch it because I don't really see much of the Asian production do space genre. And I think it's such a big step for the Asian productions to actually break out of the normal genres that almost become like a standard for Koreans and Taiwanese and Japanese drama. It's always about family, love careers and pretty much that's about it, or maybe financial industry sometimes they, they are like in certain specific industries or professions like in the law or the um medical professions but the silency is based in like a dystopian <laughs> you just got cut down there.
1: That's so weird. Wow, that's never happened. Yeah. Okay, I, I did I stop recording.
0: Yeah, I, so I, I, I continue. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the silence is based in this, um, like, a space crew. They're trying to retrieve some sort of samples in a space station up in the moon. And you have, you know, um, the crew, the captain, there's two doctors, and there's one um, actress that I want to emphasize, Bear Donna. She's the one who plays Professor Son and I just love her. Mm. She's also she also played a Doctor in the Kingdom, the like period, period drama that involves zombies that like oh, yeah. started in twenty eighteen or something like that. That was very popular mm-hmm. when he first started. So I think she's such a brilliant um, actress to play this role that I just love the roles that she played because she doesn't pick up the script that involve any romance. Mm. It's very. She very. She picks the roles that is very focused on what she does in the professions that she is given in the script. Yeah, like yeah. The doctors in the Kinder and now as a professor of astral, um bacterial or something like that. Like right, she, right. she oh, interesting. kind of researches on bacteria and viruses of the space. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So um, so far so good. I think and also it's a similar um, feeling for squeak from the squeak game. They create mm-hmm. this huge <laughs> cliffhanger.
1: Right. Oh my yeah. gosh.
0: So highly recommend it for everyone to go oh, and see yeah, the Sight and sea.
1: Yeah. That's also on Netflix. That's also on Netflix. Yes. Yeah, and just just a shout out back to the Outback that movie that I just raved about is on Netflix as well. Mm, so mm-hmm. No excuse to right. not watch it, honestly. Mm. It's so good. Um, before we leave Netflix, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to um, Maggie Gyllenhaal's debut, 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 directorial debut uh-huh. <laughs> um, called The Lost Daughters, and it's oh, yeah. based on a book by Ele- Elena Fronte, um, who's very famous, obviously. Um, and The Lost Daughters stars um, really, uh, like, um Powerhouse of an actress, um, Olivia Coleman,
0: mm. um, and Dakota oh Johnson
1: is also in there. Ed Harris is also in there. Uh, amazing cast, but really, it's um, Olivia Coleman's performance there that was just like riveting. But I just you don't even have to... to tell me. You don't even have to tell me that when I hear Olivia Coleman, I know I'm going to cry. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Honestly, I just <laughs> I was really kind of I needed to be prepared for this movie because mm-hmm. I I knew kind of I've seen the trailer many times and the trailer really encompasses the tone of the movie and i knew that i had to be in a particular mood Aww. um kind of contemplative and insular like mm-hmm. you this is not a happy movie okay mm-hmm. this is gonna make you not want to have kids honestly Aww. that's what it okay I, that's what mm-hmm. kind of what i came away feeling but um very briefly the lost daughters follows a story of a 50 something year old woman i'm uh, sorry she's 14 48 she says that explicitly in her in the movie. <laughs> she's forty eight and she's holidaying by herself in this Greek island. Mm-hmm. While she's there, she's kind of on a sabbatical. She's a linguistics professor okay. of some sort.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: translation. She's okay. like um, a translator of Italian. Wow. Uh-huh. And she um, she's there by herself and. During that time, on the first few days that she's there by herself, um, a very loud Greek-American family come to the Mm -hmm. island. And the island result is quite small. And so she starts seeing the same people over and over again. And Mm -hmm. then she starts noticing a young woman with a young child. And one day the young child goes missing. And then Olivia Coleman's character finds her. But then um, what happens is she steals the young girl's doll, who she's, like, obsessed with. Like, the young girl is obsessed with this doll. Mm-hmm. This is, like, a small doll. Mm-hmm. And um, Olivia Coleman's character, whose name is Leda, she steals the doll. And the whole movie is really about her um, reflecting on her own um, relationship with her two kids. Who we end, Yeah, who we uh-huh. end up finding. We found out that – well, I don't want to spoil it for you because I want you to see it. Yeah, I want to um, watch but it. But we, f- yeah, we find out things about her own past because, like uh-huh. – when we see a woman in this is a thing like we when we see a mo- woman a middle aged woman by herself, we always a society always just kind of assumes that she's lonely, as mm-hmm. though like a means a loneliness, but it's yeah. not the case, you know. Mm-mm. And then slowly, slowly, the movie mo- moves through flashbacks, okay. and the, the younger version of um, Olivia Coleman is played by Jessie Buckley, who's like amazing, and she has such a great face, like Olivia Coleman's face. This movie um, was just. I don't know if I want to see it again, but it's one of the I'd say it's one of the best movies I've seen in a long mm. time. Mm. Um, in the way that Roma was such a great movie, but I would yeah. never see it again just because uh, t- like traumatic. It, it's so traumatic. <laughs> I know it's really traumatic. Gosh. I actually felt like uh, I remember thinking during the time I was watching The Lost Daughters, I was like, "Okay, what what kind of stupid movie do I have lined up right after?" To, you need to, to change your mood, myself? exactly, yeah, to, yeah, before yeah. bed, I don't because know. um, and and in my back of my head, I had um, Spider Man Far From Home lined up because <laughs> I wanted something stupid to like relax me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, because Roma. After I watched Roma a few years ago, I immediately after because I was so traumatized, I watched The Bride Wars. Which is uh, the yeah. Best <laughs> like, de-stressing movie, <laughs> movie ever cuz it's so fucking ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move
0: on to books. Uh-huh. Books I'll quickly mention I started reading Nikki Jamal uh, Dissolve
1: um, oh, yes, I've Nikki Gamble's right. Dissolve. Oh, Gamble, sorry, Nikki yeah.
0: Gamble's Dissolve. I've got it right here. Yeah, probably.
1: which is, oh, my God, that tore me to shreds. I love oh, that really? bit so much. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: that's what I was thinking when reading it. I'm like, Jess could have wrote this. And if she didn't write it, if she's reading it, she would love this because you love this kind of writing, that narrative, something that embraces your whole mind, as in, you know, you just – uh Nikki writes in a way that it's just she's writing a you can just tell it's so smooth just comes out from her mind she's no pretentious um, yeah. editing about what she writes and she incorporates about uh, a lot of female artists uh, the experience with their fa- a male romance uh, encounter throughout their careers mm-hmm. and she um, I guess uh, this is like a semi biography i don't know if oh, it's totally her. a memoir yeah okay it's a, okay a memoir of her experience of falling in love and she gets conflicted feeling whether or not that she should continue her romance or she should continue her writing career which she's always been like having like a, a fear of not telling everyone that she has a passion for writing um yeah so this book um nikki Gemo dissolve the Journey of a Creative Woman Roaring into a Man's Well. Yeah, highly recommended as well. And it's not hard to read, I think. Yeah, it's
1: very easy to read. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, I, that's the copy I gave you, right?
0: No, I got this
1: from uh, the YWCA the oh, price I got it last year. No, no wonder. Like a fabulous pack. Yeah, because I was did like, why are you yeah. not seeing my millions of scribbles down the margins? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because um, I actually, yeah, I, I have the copy now here with me on my bookshelf behind me, mm-hmm. and it's terribly margin scribbled because uh-huh. um, I'm like, oh, this is the what he did. This is what happened to me. and
0: Yeah, I know. I, yeah, you I, will
1: feel so much related to yeah, it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I wanted to give this to a friend of mine. Um... Actually, someone in my partner's family. But then, like, um, I realized I had a lot of scribble, like personal stuff in there. So I you don't want them to know. Yeah. Uh, What about you? Um, I really am trying to like every single first of July, every single year for Mm -hmm. the past four years. I start a book in which, like, a notebook in which I put down all my books that I've read because I want to just calculate how many books I read a year. I honestly don't Mm -hmm. know. I have no idea. Like, you, it could be twenty. It could be a hundred. I yeah. honestly just don't know. So this year I really want to do it and um, I, I'm just going to write the books on my notes page on my phone because, like, I yeah, just keep yeah, losing the notepads, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, that'll so so far I have read two books so far this year and I've just mm-hmm. almost finished one today. Um, it's um, one, The first non-fiction book is called The Critic Circle um, by Philippa Chong and it's about book criticism, specifically mm-hmm. fi- fiction book criticism, which is, like... Mm-hmm. Amazing. It, basically, Philippa Chong's is a scholar from Princeton or Harvard. One of them, and she writes. She basically has um, spent years uh, interviewing fiction book critics, and you know, mm-hmm. trying to understand what their what their role is in society and how they do their jobs. Because it's such an interesting yeah. space. Since fiction book reviewing has no lacks sort of formal institutionalized set of guidelines, you know, and you don't mm-hmm. need to be accredited to be point a, of view. Uh, I know. Yeah. And, and everyone's anyway, everyone's different. Like, epi- yeah, and you go to book reads, there are reviews, you know? And and what yeah. what I found so interesting was that she really pinpointed the fact that um, with book criticism, it's so interesting because like it's the only art form where practitioners are also the reviewers. Like you won't for instance okay. you won't get yeah, film yeah, yeah. you won't get film directors reviewing other films. You know? There are like specific film critics that review films. Like you won't get a mm-hmm. ballet dancer talking about another ballet dancer. You know, there are actual ballet reviewers. Whereas with book reviewing um often it is writers themselves like fiction writers themselves reviewing yeah. other fiction writers yeah and that really opens up the space of um a very complex mirage of potential conflicts you know for That's instance right. you don't want to be too mean to someone <laughs> in case in the future they're mean back to you you know and there's yeah. so many things that made me think wow should i have <laughs> written that iwa ramsey yeah
0: you're protecting yourself now i mean yeah
1: i'm like wow like i i there's so many things i'm learning about like i'm not saying i regret it um but it's definitely made me think about a lot of my own reviewing um and Mm -hmm. it's such a sort of wonderful world of um because it's so unregulated it's like wow there's so many potential kind of conflicting problems that can happen you know but Mm -hmm. but the world of book reviewing itself is so interesting and fascinating to me and this book really delves into it so easily like i finished this book in two days it's very easy to read um uh, the fiction book i read was um invisible man by ralph ellison which my agent had told me to read um i really barely could get through this it was really really hard i i just i don't think i my brain just doesn't doesn't function well with anything written like more than 20 years ago Mm mm-hmm yeah, the language would be very different, which is obviously I think. a limitation of my own. I completely agree. Like, I'm not. Yeah, like I just picked up. Um, here, I'm going to show you here, Helen, um, Henry James, The Turn of the Screw. I just picked it up, and the first line. I'm just going to read it to you. This is how convoluted. Yeah. Like and like, I absolutely, I could not even fathom the first line. I mean, obviously, it's beautiful writing, but like, this is the first line of The Turn of the Screw. The story had held us around the fire, sufficiently breathless, but except the obvious remark that it was gruesome, as on Christmas Eve, in an old house, a strange tale should be essentially. I remember no comment uttered till somebody happened to note it as the only case he had met in which such a visitation had fallen on a child. See? I'm like, <laughs> what? lost me. What? I, I know. You I, I lost I was, me on the second like, sections I know. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? And then... Yeah, obviously, you know, white white English scholars will be like, oh, that's because you're dumb. I'm like, okay, fine, I'm dumb. I honestly cannot read
0: stuff like that. <laughs> that's it's something so... that's written ages ago, yeah. Yeah,
1: I just, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I guess obviously the development of
0: the languages is different, it's different yeah. for us to actually perceive it and also, yeah, I don't
1: know. I'm just i just, it's I'm so sick yeah. of people telling me um, I need to read the classics because, like, every time I read the classics... I'm like, I fucking didn't get it. <laughs> I just maybe need someone to actually take me through why it's so beautiful. Like, yeah. um, the okay. same person asked me to read um, Henry James's, um Portrait of a Lady, mm-hmm. which is like 500 pages or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm so reluctant to do that because I just don't want to be disappointed again in the way that I was disappointed with Invisible Man. Oh, oh, but what's fun. not disappointing is this book, which I'm almost finished, and I've just um, re- reread Oh, okay, yesterday. Katie, Katie, Katie Kitty Kitamura Kitamura's a separation. Um, a separation, which is her, actually her third novel right mm. before Intimacies, and um, I just I've really decided that she's my favorite fiction writer hands down. Nice. She's okay. just so brilliant. I just every word of a sentence of hers is just remarkable. Nice. I just cannot get over how great. And, like, what I find with Katie Kinomura is, like, I haven't read her first two books, but the, the thing with Separation is it's very similar to int- Intimacies mm-hmm. in that you have this, like... Um, Mystery? M- mysterious mm-hmm. woman, like an unidentified narrator mm-hmm. who's of an unidentified age. She's, mm-hmm. She says she's not young. She's also not old. Um, and she's childless. And um, she's in the state of limbo. So if you haven't read mm-hmm. A Separation, it's a book about a woman who goes to find her um, husband, who she's now separated with for about six months, but nobody knows that. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is, mm-hmm. um, well, I won't spoil it for you, but it's just like a, a state of limbo. She's always mm-hmm. in a state of limbo, like waiting. And in yeah. this book, um, she's a translator, whereas in Intimacy, she's an interpreter. Okay.
0: Is that yeah, her so it's- original um, job? I, I have a feeling that... Katie Kitamara yeah. has been in the translation into. I think industry. so too.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It really nice. comes out, doesn't okay. it? Yeah, it does. Like she knows the Yeah, and, and, and I also honest and yeah, she knows the kind of intricacies of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um and, and also um her partner is Hari Kunzu, who's like a, a writer as well. Mm-hmm. Um and so they're kind mm-hmm. of a power couple. But nice. I, I I just think she paints marriage and Infidelity. I, I feel like Kierkegaard uh-huh. herself, yeah, has probably been betrayed in some way because the way she writes about a woman betrayed is so visceral, and it comes up so, so kind of truthfully, both in intimacies uh-huh. and a in separation. That I'm like, she must have been cheated on.
0: She just—it's mm. just—it's
1: undeniable that there's someone that she has experienced. That she has experienced. That's I, why I how think, how she can write it like yeah, that. Yeah, she writes so well about be- being betrayed. Uh-huh. It's nice. remarkable amazing okay i think that's all the books i want to talk about yeah (laughs)
0: let's take a break and we'll be back to talk about (laughs) jump into the main topic
1: yeah the news well yeah we'll we'll talk about the news that have um yeah the women in that are making headlines the biggest headlines since um the beginning of this year yeah we'll be right back And we're back and really to pop, top off an uh, incredibly uh, ferocious year, uh, the news that Ghislaine G- G- Maxwell, um, she was sentenced and charged uh, the very be- at the very end of 2021. 20- On mm-hmm. 29th of December, uh, Maxwell was convicted by a jury in the F- U.S. Federal Court of five sex trafficking-related counts carrying um, really a potential of up to 65 years of imprisonment. Um, mm. So she had, she was charged with one count of sex tra- trafficking of a minor, um, one of transporting a minor to the of the intent of engaging in criminal activity, and three conspiracies to commit also charged other felonies. Um, she was acquitted on the charge of yeah, um But uh, but what's oh, I think um, what's coming to light is that one of the juries now jurors one of the people mm-hmm. on the jury. Jury is now like hiring a lawyer because something oh, new has happened. Like, okay, um, I think it's like she. I have to look it up actually. It says that um, Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyers call for new trial after juror's sexual abuse claim. So I think a new, what's happened? According to the ABC, what's happened is that the the juror said he also did not recall being asked about his experiences with sexual abuse ahead of the trial, oh. and I think he might have been. So mm-hmm. you know, like they before a before you enter a jury you have to you know you're you're declare asked, yeah stuff. declare if you have all these and then one of them um has actually said um that he wasn't asked that so oh okay which is pretty fucked up which means like the whole conviction trial could be in shambles now yeah because of yeah. this new news uh-huh. goodness yeah, yeah big news i mean like um it's it's a really big case i it's just like yeah. ongoing, and um, a, a lot. The world is looking at this kind of big, big case in terms of like. I mean, she, she, and the news of Ep- Epstein. You know what I am most intrigued with, like what kind of relationship she had with Jeffrey Epstein.
0: Yeah, it is really fascinating. I think it's been going on for so long now, and yeah, ever no. since that Jeffrey Epstein died in the jail from unknown reasons up until now, they're not really
1: investigating So-called
0: suicide. So-called suicide. Yeah, Yeah. so-called suicide. Um, Maxwell has been taking up everything on herself. And only the other day that I found out, she actually... She's either got a husband or she's got a fiancé or something. Yeah, and then he divorced her or something? Yeah, he divorced her right after she was arrested or she's been sentenced or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's like 20 years or younger than her or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Initially so he, he was is. supporting her and now I think because the sentence came out he's like quickly. Right. Talk oh right, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Most yeah. a lot of men would do, you know, they just Yeah. Save yourself or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worry about if he gets, you know, found out of connections yeah. to, you know, any of the cases.
1: Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, another big news was um, the news that Joan Didion had died, which mm-hmm. we kind of touched on at the end of last year. Yeah. But I wanted to bring it back just to mention um, the incredible books that she wrote, mm-hmm. um, my favourite being The Year of Magical Thinking, which is about her husband dying suddenly. Yeah, the
0: grief. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's really a book about grief, and it's extraordinary in its simpleness and shortness. I like the length of the book. It's really short. Um, she wrote fiction books like um, uh, A Book of Common Prayer and Play It As It Lays, which neither of which I've read because I'm just not – I don't lean towards fiction the mm-hmm. way that I lean towards nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So her nonfiction works, are uh, like I've said, The Year of Magical Thinking, um, Blue Nights is another one about her death of her daughter, mm-hmm. who I believe she adopted, I think, Um Quintana. Mm. This is a woman who's gone through a lot of grief. Like, she lost her daughter a few, I think only like maybe within a year of losing her, s- her husband. Mm, Quite devastating. Yeah. Mm. And then um, other famous essays. She's most, I think she's most famous for The White Album, a collection of essays, which I've read, and also mm-hmm. Slouching Towards Bethlehem, another collection of essays. But yeah, it's, uh, if you don't, if you want to know all about the kind of um, geniusness of Joan Didion, just watch um, the Netflix documentary called The Center Does Not Hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very she's got inspiring. a documentary of herself. Yeah, yeah, it's very inspiring. And uh, uh, finally, um, what I want to mention—I mean, I want to mention two other things. Um, uh, Emma Watson has made headlines. Um, yeah, I didn't she, know about
0: that. Yeah, Talk so that she's through. been
1: accused of being anti-Semitic um, when she posted oh, an image okay. of on Instagram showing a photo of a pro-Palestinian protest with the banner "Solidarity is a verb" written mm-hmm. across it, and um, in the comment section she. She quoted uh, Sarah Ahmed, who is a scholar, a feminist intellectual scholar. Mm-hmm. And the quote reads, Solidarity does not assume that our struggles are the same struggles or that our pain is the same pain or that our hope is, the same future, is for the same future. Solidarity involves commitment and work as well as the recognition that even if we do not have the same feelings or the same lives or the same bodies, we do live on common ground. And she was, th- she was accused of being anti-Semitic. Like, which just happens all the time when you're like pro-Palestinian. People are like, "Oh, you mm. don't like Jewish people. You're anti-Semitic," which is like, uh, yeah, the basis of which I, the reason why I was fired from an Easter suburbs private <laughs> girls' school. About that now. Yeah, when I went to, <laughs> well, yeah, well, everyone knows because I've spoken about it so many times <laughs> on the podcast. But yeah, I. Also went to the Middle East and came back with pro-Palestinian views. Not, absolutely not aggressive. I just, like, talked about what, the wall in Bethlehem, what I saw. And then I was fired the next day. Not literally, maybe a week later. Because um, a lot of Jewish families in the eastern suburbs and they didn't like that a teacher was, like, mm. showing the kids the truth.
0: Yeah, I think it's almost similar when we talk about how much uh, issues that's, uh, human rights problems within China. Like, we pinpoint yeah. out the issues, uh, the problems that they're having, and then being accused of being racist. Hating, yeah. Hating yeah. the Chinese. There's a difference, we don't yeah. hate Chinese.
1: Can, no, can yeah. we just lay Everyone it out there? Really There's a difference need, between yeah. hating the government and hating its people. Like, I'm, I am yeah. I, have so many Jewish friends. Um, I'm not even going to, like, defend myself because I don't need to. I know where mm. I stand, you know? Like, yeah. it's not hating the people. It's hating... The system, the system, and the, government. the
0: government, the policies that sit in there. Yeah,
1: exactly. And the, the settlers, just the problems. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: finally, do you want to talk about Elizabeth Holmes? this Ho- yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I spent a lot of my twenties looking up to this woman called Elizabeth Holmes, because <laughs> I'm kind you? of I was at the stage in my. Yeah, I did. I was really addicted to her because uh-huh. I. When I was in my 20s, I really didn't know what I wanted to do or be. So, like, I wanted to be a politician. I wanted to be, like, a judge. I wanted to be, like, um, someone in some sort of power, right? So I looked up to women Mm. who were young and, like, power-driven. And Liz Holmes Mm -hmm. was, like, this 19-year-old who dropped out of Stanford and created her own company. And, like, within, like, a few years, she became a billionaire. Mm -hmm. It was insane. She was just so inspiring. And she was, like, the walking... um, image of steve jobs she really like yeah, calculated. female her version yeah she calculated her appearance so meticulously and she even her speech voice. Yeah. yeah um she changed her voice everyone knows this now but her voice was really what captured me in the beginning mm-hmm. um and uh but recently yeah but you know um the book bad blood came out um which alan i know you've read yeah exposing... probably the best yeah yeah probably the best non-fiction book i've ever read um, bad Blood is so, so good. It's like, ah, incredible. It's like, when I was reading it, it felt like watching a Die Hard movie. It was so <laughs> riveting. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, but uh, what happened, so her company Theranos, which claimed to um, do basically what a blood test does with one prick. Of the finger, yeah, one drop um, of blood. Yeah, one drop of blood. Um, it was found out that was all fake. She was a liar. Da da da. Um, so um, a few days ago, she was found guilty on four of the eleven charges of fraud. So she was found guilty of one count of conspiracy due to defraud investors and three counts of wire fraud against investors. And she is now faces an in uh, sentencing that hasn't been set, but she has mm. pleaded not guilty and expe- is expected to appeal. Um, what really shocks me, Helen, is that she's still only 37. I know. And she's it's been just through
0: is. that much. All uh, this, yeah.
1: Oh, my, God. I, love, oh my yeah, God. I love the podcast, um, The Dropout, which is actually going to be mm-hmm. made into a movie now starring Amanda Siegfried, oh, wow. which I just think is amazing because I love Amanda Siegfried and she just I know she's going to pull it off so well. She fits do well the character. Eyes. Yeah, she has those massive, intense <sighs> eyes of that Elizabeth Holmes has. Um, uh-huh. but the dropout is another is a podcast which I would recommend it's so good it really takes you through like the the trial and mm-hmm. um, it came out during the trial that she was um, sexually assaulted during her time at Stanford and that's why she had dropped out and Ooh. yeah and it also came out about her her relationship with Sunny Mulwani, who was like the co-partner, her mm-hmm. also her partner of like, and he was like this Indian intra- entrepreneur who was her mentor and then lover, and like he was apparently abusive to her. He's several mm-hmm. years yeah, older yeah, than yeah. her. Yeah, I read about that. Um, but yeah. yeah, but there's a, I think there's also a, a, a movie about it, which uh, I think I've seen. I yeah, think there's a, few a years
0: ago. there's
1: a documentary or something. about Yeah, there's a documentary it, about her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sarah, not yeah. yeah. I I just I freaking love I love the story of Elizabeth Holmes so much. It really kind of encapsulates so much about what it means to be a woman on in that tech world and the consequences that women face. And like, I'm not excusing her for her criminal behavior, but I still feel like in the way that I, even though I think that um, uh, what's his name um, the cyclist who was like tested positive and armstrong what's that famous cyclist who everyone hates now yeah um is uh, it new armstrong? armstrong is no. new armstrong
0: no. No, no 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 i think his surname <laughs> is armstrong but i can't i can't i just can't think of his first name new armstrong is the, <laughs> not is the Neil, astronaut not Neil. not new armstrong um well, yeah
1: what armstrong look it up now <laughs> okay oh my god this is so bad cycling armstrong <laughs> <laughs> i'm so embarrassed Lance Armstrong. Lance, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Lance Armstrong, in the way that I, I, in the way that I look up to Lance Armstrong for his just sheer, uh, sheer resilience, Ridiculous lu, ludicu, audacity. <laughs> right. Just mm-hmm. uh, outside of all the ethics, I, I admire Lance Armstrong's audacity. Uh, that, that's the same aud- audacious admiration I have um, in Elizabeth Holmes. Like I hate the people, obviously, because they're criminals. Mm-hmm. But I admire their audacity. Like I kind of wish I had the same level or degree of audaciousness with just minus the criminal behavior. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating people. Fascinating. Yeah.
0: Fascinating. Okay. Um, before we go, I want to just talk about quickly talk about one piece of news article that just uh-huh. brought up this morning about Pope uh-huh. Francis.
1: Oh, yes. her
0: oh, he, made he, with
1: controversial remarks. <laughs> Helen, why don't you take us through that? Um, I actually didn't read the whole
0: article. I just quickly like, just, skimmed, yeah, skimmed through, through it. Yeah. So apparently he made a remark about the saying that people who choose pets over having kids are selfish. And it, it, there's a lot of backlash of what he says. And, of course, people within religion... Groups will agree with him because uh they consider that human is above all the creatures around the world which is bullshit i just feel like the supremacy of human that regards themselves as a higher moral creature and really determines what is humanity because he emphasized the word humanity saying that oh if you don't have yeah. kids you know you're not human enough i think you know th- even the world that that word is really seconding like who really determines who, what exactly, exactly is really constitute as hum- humanity, you know? Yeah. And yeah. what is, there should be another more appropriate word because I do feel like most animals carry more humanity than a lot of humans.
1: Yes, yes, I
0: agree. You know, I, I agree. Like, I don't feel the same level of love and kindness from a lot of people out there compared to my own pets, you know, the, what they can yeah. give to yeah. me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Humans are, like, I know that it's, uh, what I'm saying is that kind of like a slap across my face and all the slap across the, slap across the face to many human, but it is the truth, you know, human creates so much damage to the world and look what's happening now with the yeah. pandemics as well and how much divisive um, actions that has been the past two years. Because yeah. how humans behave, so uh, it's just like Pope Francis. I think I thought that he was a progressive, you know, a bit of uh, a progressive religion figure. But unfortunately, when you say that you're selfish mm. because mm. you choose pet over um, human, I, th- I, I. To me, it's more like you know, people actually giving up on human.
1: They would rather
0: to have someone, some other creatures that is more beneficial for their own health, mental health as well, rather than, um, I don't know, having kids, I guess. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I when I read the comments about from the Pope, I just thought he obviously has never like had a close bond with a pet, with a dog, mm-hmm. or a hum- yep. uh, or a, uh, an animal that is not a human. Yeah, um, yeah. And and then my second thought was he needs to read cigarette, or he ha- obviously hasn't read Sigrid Nunez's The Friend. Mm-hmm. Have you read that, Helen? No, I haven't. Oh my God! I cannot believe you haven't read it. That is like shameful considering you <laughs> love dogs so much so um the friend is probably I often think about the friend often because like every day I walk to in the inner west and I go to this dog park and mm. I see like dogs mingling and the joy in, in the dogs Yes, life. just going to a dog park is almost like the same feeling you get therapeutically of, like, of like seeing something absolutely magical like I don't know a firstborn or anything equivalent to that just like Dog Park is like the happiest place on earth and mm-hmm. um, The Friend yeah. by Sigrid Nunez, I read it uh, on the recommendation of Zach from Better Red Than Dead thanks, shout out to Zach who I think now works at Glee Books um, and he told me to read The Friend um, and I had never heard of Sigrid Nunez um, and the, the Friend is a book about um, grief and the dying of a friend who basically like the narrator takes on the dog that the dying mm-hmm. friend who's now dead um, has left oh. behind and, like, mm-hmm. honestly, that book just made me think... Uh, when I finished that book, and it's also very slim. It's, like, about 150 pages.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, after I read the book, I literally just put it down and thought, I never need to have another relationship with a human being. I just need <laughs> to have a relationship with dogs. Honestly, that's what yes, it made me feel. definitely. Is, that's why I just think, Helen, you need to read it, because it's just, like, so such a Helen book. Yeah. It's such a right. Helen book. Like, whenever I said that... Um, I prefer
0: dogs over human. Like, people give me the... They just give me, like, the eye. Like, what? <laughs> like, you, those people would never understand. Like, if people who have the same um, experience like me who have, have have had dogs or have dogs now, or even pets, you know, that the connection and the bond, and like just said, the joy that you see from the dogs, just little things, they just take they're not like human they take for granted for a lot of things and they pick up um, they're so grateful for just the little attention that you give them yeah exactly and just before we start recording i let my dogs out and um the only way that i can get them back indoor is by using food like i give them dental sticks after they that morning toilet yeah. break yeah and yeah one of my dog jake he just like bounces around and he twirls and then he you know shakes yeah his, you know, yeah it's just the happiness that you see from a dog yeah uh, so for something so simple as a dental stick that you don't see from a human, <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you feel happy. You know? Dental stick, I love it. Dental <laughs>
1: stick, yeah, yeah. They're just I, so I, grateful yeah, that, and, for
0: little things. I know.
1: Yeah, and that, yeah, that's the kind so of pure nice. joy that I see. Like I love watching. I love watching um, dogs' faces. And their bodies when, just like when, when they're just at the edge of the dog park, they arrive and you see um, the owner bend down to unleash the hook. Oh, yeah, and you the see their faces. Yeah, their <laughs> anticipation is so fucking cute. It's just like, they're just like, yeah, they're just so beautiful. Yeah,
0: it's so good. They're the best.
1: Okay. okay well, I've just, I've just sent Helen the link to. The okay. I fantastic. Totally read it. Okay. I'll yeah. look it
0: up okay so that's the end of our episode remember to subscribe to our podcast on spotify google and apple remember to give us a five star rating and we'll welcome our listeners to send us your feedbacks and any topics you would like us to explore check out our updates on our socials and make sure you share with your friends to help us to extend the visibility of asian bitches down under and let's continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry so that's it from us today we'll talk to you next week yeah, and stay safe, everyone. Stay safe,
1: guys. And we'll talk to you next week. So, bye. Bye.